When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't go away. There's much more coming on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. It's the holiday season. And now, Santa's Inbox, brought to you by Yarl Hall, the uniquely southern self-service truck rental. And here's your host, your friend and mine, Santa Claus. It's the holiday season. Ho, ho, ho. Hey there, boys and girls. This is your old pal, Santa Claus, coming to you from the North Pole. I've got a sack full of letters from kids all over the world that I'm going to read to you, and maybe some special messages and dedications that other folks have asked me to read as well. Huh. Right about now in our previous episodes is where somebody would interrupt me with some kind of emergency or appointment or what have you, but... Nope. <laughs> nice and quiet. Just you and me. <sighs> I knew it was too good to be true. Hold up a sec, kids. I'll go see who that is. Stinky? You again? Why can't you let me get through a gosh darn podcast without some kind of interruption? But boss, boss, this is a catastrophe of major proportions. Well, come on in and tell me about it. But say hello to the boys and girls first. Yeah, yeah, okay. Hi, whatever. Now listen, Santa, you gotta sit down. Are you sitting down? No, I don't want to sit down. Tell me what the problem is. Okay, but don't say I didn't warn you. Well, boss, you know how the whole world is suffering from supply chain issues? Sure, sure. This pandemic has done a lot of damage in a lot of areas. Well, it finally came home for us. What? How? The Polly Poo Poo doll. Millions of little girls all around the world would have asked for one. Yes, that's true, but... She has no eyes. What? The shipment of doll's eyes from that factory in Houston. It's sitting in a boxcar in the northern Yukon. It can't go no further. Oh, heavens to Betsy. Stinky, this is Christmas Eve. Why am I just finding out about this shortage? Well, we didn't want to bother you. Didn't want to... No, and believe me, we tried everything we could think of as substitute eyes. Substitute... Olives, painted gumballs, tiny ornaments, ball bearings, nothing white. Oh, I need to sit down. See, I told you. Oh my gosh, this is a calamity. What are we going to do? Well, I'm fresh out of ideas, boss, but I'm bringing in an elf from transportation. He says he's got a few that might work. All right, go and get him and come right back here. Kids, I'm sorry to interrupt the podcast this way, but needs must, as they say. And the last thing I want to do is let all them little tykes down by not bringing their Polly Poo Poo dolls. So sit tight and listen to this important message. And when we come back, I'll read a letter or two after a while. Maybe even yours. Stay tuned. This segment is brought to you by the Kung Fu Movie Draft House. 
screening cheesy martial arts films in a dark, smoky bar 24 hours a day. The Hooray Television Network, now showing the hit reality series, The Real Lunch Ladies of PS165. And coming soon from Repellent Pictures, she's part spider, part snake, and all badass politician. From the people who brought you Triskaidekaphobia, she's... Arachno-Anaconda-Liza. And now, back to our show. Hey, Santa, you remember Spunky from the transportation department? Spunky? Oh, sure, sure. Haven't seen you in a while, son. How are you? Yep. Can't complain, none. <sighs> so, um, Stinky tells me you've an idea or two on how to get this shipment of doll's eyes to us. Yep. And, uh, what is this idea of yours? Reindeer. Reindeer? Yep. Stinky, is there any way at all you could get this guy to speed things up? I mean, for the love of... Spunky, light a fire under it! I've been training a few reindeer in the B-team to carry heavy cargo, and they could probably get over to the Yukon and bring them eyes from Texas back in a jiffy. Yeah! boy, Was that so hard? <laughs> I think I broke something inside me. Eyes of Texas? Is that what you called them? The Eyes of Texas? Boss, come on now. Let's stick to the point. Do you like the idea or don't you? Did anybody else come up with anything? Not really. Then I guess we have no choice. No, no, not much. Now, Spunky, which reindeer from the B-team are you planning to send? Well, there's Snowcap and Dewdrop and Arthur. Well, get him going. Hey, wait. Arthur? I never heard of him. He asked me to call him that because he hates the name you gave him. Which was? Jujube. <laughs> Well, land sake, Spunky. Tell Arthur if he saves Christmas, he can go by any name he wants, all right? Stinky? Okay, boss. Let's go, Spunky. Hey, Santa, I'll keep you in touch over the two-way radio. All right, good luck. Okay, kids, I'm awful sorry for the delay. This is Christmas Eve, as you know, like I said earlier, so all kinds of last-minute details got to be taken care of. But let's get started, all right? Ho, 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 your old pal Santa Claus is here and ready to read you some of these letters. Maybe I'll read yours this week, so listen carefully. Let me put my reading glasses on, and there. Good. Now let's see. I received a lot of short letters with no names on them, so I'll read them quick here. And to the kids who wrote these, rest assured I'll do what I can to fulfill your wishes, okay? Dear Santa, I love you, and buy me a motorbike and a five-seat bicycle and a real gun. I want a bat and ball and baseball glove and a real camera, a candy pillow, little books, a radio clock, and a Spider-Man copter. Well, son, I could probably do everything on your list but that real gun. It's not a toy, young man, so you'll have to wait a few years, okay? Uh, dear Santa, this year I've been really good. This year I learned how to write. When you come on December 24th, I will leave you some food. What do you like to drink? Please write back so you can answer. My mouse died today. I can't wait till Christmas. I have lots of freckles. <laughs> Dear Santa Claus, I love you. I want this, please. A new skateboard, please. A new watch, please. A new 10-speed bike, please. A, a baseball glove, please. And a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader poster. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Dear Santa, I'm in the fourth grade at Bud Long Elementary School. I want Mario 3, but it is only for me, not for my brother or sister. Santa, where do you live? Do slaves do your presents for you? Slaves? No. 
No, no. Uh, as I like to say, President Lincoln freed the elves. <laughs> These next ones were signed, and I just got a kick out of them. Listen here. Here's one from Adam. He's in the second grade. Dear Santa, can you get me a Nintendo and put gum in my brother's hair and get me a dog? <laughs> Next is from Christina. She's in the fourth grade. Dear Santa Claus, I don't believe in you, but if you are true, I want some money and a new sister and a new mother because I'm getting tired of them. Oh, and I want some new clothes and to be rich and to have a fine boyfriend, but he's got to be rich. And I'm going to give you some advice. Go to my house First, and here she typed the word first in great big letters. <laughs> and by the way, if you could, get me a new home. Well, it's okay, Christina, if you don't believe in me because I believe in you. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Dear Santa, because I've been very good, I want more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Love, Brandon. P.S. Get rid of your reindeer and get a jet. <laughs> I hope the reindeer didn't hear that, Brandon. <laughs> now, here's a couple that really tug at my heart. It's They're, they're very sweet. So um, here goes. Uh, Dear Santa, for Christmas this year, I would like you to send me a black winter coat size small because I don't have a winter coat for this year. I go to school with a spring jacket and I'm always freezing. Thank you. Love, Tanya. Oh. Dear Santa, my daddy needs money to buy me shoes and a coat so I can stay warm. I hope to play with a toy. Please don't forget me, Santa. Love, Danny. Well, Danny, Santa won't forget you, son. Don't you worry about that. Uh, dear Santa, I'm writing because I broke my mom's iron, and right now she can't afford a new one. Oh, she feels real bad because she can't iron our clothes, and I feel real bad because I broke it. So please bring her one in my name. I don't ask nothing from me, just for her. Thank you, and a Merry Christmas, Howie. All right, Howie. All right. Now, kids, I'm going to do my best to help you get these things you need. I know your folks do all they can for you. They do their best. But if I can help, I will. And if there are any other folks who know these kids and can help, I hope you will. Thanks for your letters. And remember, Santa Claus loves you. Okay, who's next? Oh, here are a couple from Emerald and Lou. They're siblings who live in Norfolk, Virginia. Emerald's first, and they write, Dear Santa, I think you're rather creepy. <laughs> Your elves should be replaced with gnomes because they're less creepy and more cute. Plus, I don't need you looking at me at all times. Knowing when I'm awake also is kind of an invasion of privacy. <laughs> Plus, how would you fit down a chimney? Our chimney is capped, so you can't sneak in. Merry Christmas, or not, you choose, signed Emerald. <laughs> wow, I think Emerald is something like 10 going on 30, eh? <laughs> I sure hope Stinky didn't hear that comment about the gnomes. Okay, next is Emerald's little sister, Lou, who I think is about six. Lou writes, Dear Santa, I want a little rock rock horse about, how tall is this? Two and a half feet tall. And please, a little dolly. Goodbye. Have a net Christmas. Net Christmas? Maybe she means nice Christmas. Yeah, that's probably it. Signed, Lou. Well, Lou, that's real net. <laughs> I mean, nice of you to say so. I'll see what we can do to get you that um, uh, rock rock horse and the dolly. I'll even bring something for Emerald, too. And I promise not to invade your privacy, okay? <laughs> Thanks for your letters, kids, and Merry Christmas. It looks like we have one more. Our last one is from Ava, who lives in Corpus Christi. Her mom snapped a picture of her letter, and she has very nice handwriting for her age, which I'm guessing is either five or six. 
Ava, if I got that wrong, I'm sorry. So Ava writes, Dear Santa, can I have a baby bunny, please? And a Play-Doh set, please. And silly scent marker set and pink shoes. The size is 2.5. And a fuzzy blanket and Among Us toys shaped like a cat and a bunny from Ava. Okay, Ava, that's a nice list of things, and I'll see what I can do for you, okay? Thanks for your letter, and I hope you have a nice Christmas. Now, I thought we had a new dedication message. Where'd I put that? Uh, Ah, this one's real nice. Here goes. To Cheryl from Rick. You are amazing. Thank you for putting up with me for more than 30 years and loving me through all of it. Aw, thanks, Rick. I sure hope Cheryl hears your dedication and gives you a big smooch for being so thoughtful. Now, I thought we had one more special message from a dear friend of mine. Yes, here it is. Dear Santa, I'm writing this from the Mutual Audio Network building in sunny Halifax, Nova Scotia. And while it's sunny, it's also a little snow-covered, too, which always gets me excited for Christmas. My grandniece wanted to know if you enjoy this time of year as much as the rest of us do. I told her I couldn't imagine that making the huge ride on Christmas Eve was as exciting as waking up on Christmas morning to open presents, but maybe you have a different perspective. For me, I really don't have any particular wishes in my stocking other than a better time with folks this year than past. Please take care of all those people in the world who make audio drama. They bring me such joy. And especially let the people who I call the United Artists of Audio, the good folks at Mutual, know that I'm constantly inspired by them. Pass my love to them for the holidays, specifically Pete, David, John, Scott, Rich, JV, Josh, Tanya, Lothar, and Jeff. And of course, all the grand new friends I have met through this past year and through MadCon. You see, when my stocking is this full of joy, it's hard to fit any more presents in it. All the best, and dress warm Christmas Eve, we'll be washing the skies. Love, Jack. (laughs) Well, Jack, my friend, when your heart's as full as that, there's no need to even stop by your house. But I will, don't worry. (laughs) Well, I, I, I should be hearing something from Stinky about now. That's real good news, Stinky. I'll be out to join you in a minute. Santa, out. Roger. Over and out. Say, did you hear that, kids? Now I know that's something you're going to want to witness. So we're going to take a little break. And in the meantime, I'll take our microphone outside so you can hear everything. And I'll describe it as it happens. We got a special song we're going to play for you. And a Christmas poem by Robert Louis Stevenson. And, of course, we have a new story from Mr. C.E. Air. And we'll get to all those things in just a little bit. So you just sit tight and listen to this special message. And I'll be right back after. Nellie wants a storybook. She thinks dolls are folly. Here at the University of Ranchers, it's our job to help you understand your insurance and to help you find the gaps in your coverage. For example, you may think you're covered for this. Welcome to your new home. Oh. When you're actually only covered for this. Welcome to your new hovel. Oh. Or you may think you're covered for this. I'm going upstairs to my room! When you're really only covered for this. I'm going upstairs to 
Talk to ranchers and see what gaps could be hiding in your insurance. We are ranchers. Bum, 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 bum. Christmas at Sea by Robert Louis Stevenson, 1888. The sheets were frozen hard and they cut the naked hand. The decks were like a slide where a seaman scarce could stand. The wind was a nor'wester, blowing squally off the sea, and cliffs and spouting breakers were the only things alee. They heard the surfer roaring before the break of day, but t'was only with a peep of light we saw how ill we lay. We tumbled every hand on deck in stanter with a shout, and we gave her the main topsail and stood by to go about. All day we tacked and tacked between the south head and the north. All day we hauled the frozen sheets and got no further forth. All day was cold as charity, in bitter pain and dread, for very life and nature we tacked from head to head. We gave the south a wider berth, for there the tide race roared, but every tack we made we brought the north head close aboard. So as we saw the cliffs and houses and the breakers running high, and the coast guard in his garden with its glass against his eye. The frost was on the village roofs as white as ocean foam. The good red fires were burning bright in every longshore home. The windows sparkled clear and the chimneys volleyed out, and I vow we sniffed the victuals as the vessel went about. The bells upon the church were rung with a mighty jovial cheer, for it's just that I should tell you how, of all days in the year, this day of our adversity was blessed Christmas morn, and the house above the coast guards was the house where I was born. Oh, well, I saw the pleasant room, the pleasant faces there, my mother's silver spectacles, my father's silver hair, and well, I saw the firelight, like a flight of homely elves, go dancing round the china plates that stand upon the shelves. And well, I knew the talk they had, the talk that was of me, of the shadow of the household and the sun that went to sea, and oh, the wicked fool I seemed in every kind of way to be here and hauling frozen ropes on blessed Christmas Day. They lit the high sea light, and the dark began to fall. All hands to loose top gallant sails, I heard the captain call. By the Lord, she'll never stand it, our first mate Jackson cried. It's one way or the other, Mr. Jackson, he replied. She staggered to her bearings, but the sails were new and good, and the ship smelt up to windward, just as though she understood. As the winter's day was ending in the entry of the night, we cleared the weary headland and passed below the light and they heaved a mighty breath, every soul on board but me, as they saw her nose again, pointing handsome out to sea. But all that I could think of in the darkness and the cold was just that I was leaving home, and my folks were growing old. back boys and girls and I'm outside my workshop right alongside the landing zone normally used for my sleigh awaiting the return of the reindeer snowcap, dewdrop and Arthur. They're just about to land here from a round trip to the northernmost railroad depot in the Yukon Carcross Station. Let me try to paint a word picture for you here of the activity going on right now. I can see a handful of elves on the opposite side of the LZ, their green and red uniforms illuminated by the runway lights. 
One elf is waving light batons, guiding the reindeer in from their long journey. Ah, I begin to see them as they approach. Stinky, am I seeing the configuration correctly? What was that, boss? Am I seeing the configuration correctly? If you mean, do you see three reindeer sharing the load of a large canvas sack of doll's eyeballs? Then yes, you're seeing it correctly. That looks like a pretty heavy bag. Well, we got a million dolls, so that's uh, probably, uh, let's see, for uh, two million eyeballs. Is it strong enough, that bag? Sure it is. But it looks to be sagging a little. Bush, that's just a trick of the light. No, I'm convinced it's sagging and... Oh, no, wait. Look, it's tearing open at the bottom. Hey, hey, look out, everybody. Duck for cover. Clear out of here. <laughs> look out. Be careful. Get out from under the reindeer. Oh. Ow, 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 You okay? Hey, 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 I saw what happened. Is Santa okay? Oh, uh, what happened? Well, don't say it. The eyes. Spunky, don't say it. The eyes of Texas are upon you. That's probably the governor of Texas calling. Oh, uh, somebody help me up. Uh, 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 thank you. Mm. Okay, okay, don't just stand around gawping. Let's get these eyeballs collected and get the Polly Poo Poo dolls ready to go. You should pardon the expression. Santa, are you gonna be all right? Yeah. Just let me get inside and sit down. Let's take a short break and come back to the podcast with that song I promised the kids and that story from Mr. Air. Ugh, I'm getting too old for this. We're here on a deserted stretch of beach on the Gulf Coast. Washed up on this and so many other beaches every year are tons and tons of seaweed. For centuries, nobody knew what to do with it all. But then, smart scientists like me... And me... ...decided to make this renewable resource into a high-octane motor fuel. And that's how Oshaline was born. When you pull in at the pump at your local Oshaline station, you'll always find three high-quality choices for your motoring needs. Regular Oshaline, the longtime favorite with everyday motorists... Oshaline with Kelpinate, the miracle additive to give you more miles per dollar, and high-octane sargasso with both Kelpinate and Celadine for a cleaner engine and better efficiency. Ask your Oshaline dealer for advice on which of the three is better for your car. When you stop at Oshaline, you go with conviction Proudly manufactured by the Full Patrol Corporation. It's just so nice to tickle and be tickled. Sometimes gentle, sometimes rough. It's great when you squeal, when you wriggle, when you laugh. It's such fun to tickle the one you always love. 
Well, I like to tickle your fingers And I like to tickle your toes I really like to tickle under your chinny chin chin And I just love to tickle your nose Well, it's nice to tickle and be tickled Sometimes gentle, sometimes rough It's great when you squeal, when you wriggle, when you laugh It's such fun to tickle the one you always love Then I do like to tickle your elbow And I just love to tickle your wee thumb Most of all I like to tickle your tickliest tickly bit And I like to tickle your tongue so nice to tickle and be tickled Sometimes gentle, sometimes rough It's great when you squeal, when you wriggle, when you laugh It's such fun to tickle the one you always love Welcome back to the Santa's Inbox Podcast. Santa Claus here, and that was some adventure, eh? The way the reindeer brought those uh, doll's eyes in. I hope there ain't any more emergencies to crop up. But it's Christmas Eve, like I said, and anything can happen. But in the meantime... Uh, in the meantime, I'll be bringing you that story by Mr. C.E. Air, I promised, and... Uh, what is it? Bush, it's stinky. We got another supply chain problem. What is it? Candy canes. Candy canes? But the ever-reliable Spunky has an idea. That's great. Take care of it and let me know when you solved it. But, Santa... Stinky, take care of it. But... Okay. Thank you. So, where was I? Oh, yes. So, we're going to finally present the final story written by C.E. Air, but this one is told by his friend Jen Gray who was actually the one who made the arrangements for all of the other stories. Wasn't that nice of her? So this one came with its own letter too, which I'll read to you, and then we'll go straight into the story. Here goes. Dear Santa, do you remember my best friend, Little House? You used to come visit us Christmas when all the children lived there. She has such a lovely blue chimney, doesn't she? Anyway, Little House and I have lots of fun and adventures. She's very pretty, and I love her. Do you think you could bring her some nice purple shoes for Christmas to match her roof? Yes, I know what you're thinking. Why does a house need shoes? But just listen to our story, and then you'll understand. Merry Christmas, Santa, and thanks. Love from Little Kennel. P.S. Could you also bring me a dog treat in case a puppy comes to visit at Christmas? A Little House Who Walked The little house is quite surprised when a spaceship lands nearby. Hey, spaceship, what are you doing here? She's quite thrilled by his reply. Hello, nice to meet you, little house. I'm just passing through. I always stop to see the sights. And you, what do you do? I just stand about here feeling blue, the little house sadly says. I wish that I could fly like you, but that would leave me in a daze. So why don't you just take a stroll? The spaceship asks the house. There's a lovely field just over there with goats, horses and cows. 
but I'm a house, she says to him, and houses cannot walk. I don't see why not, the spaceship says. I am amazed that you can talk. So the little house just saunters off and has a wander round the town. She has a different point of view now she no longer is housebound. The little house says bye-bye for now as the spaceship heads for home. She decides that she's not hanging around. I think I'll have a little roam. Woof, woof! Can I come? I promise I'll be good. Little House laughs at the sweet appeals. Of course you can, my faithful friend. So Little Kennel trots along at her heels. She wants to see all kinds of houses to see if they can walk and talk. She visits historic Edinburgh Castle, which sits proudly on an ancient rock. Then down to William Shakespeare's town. Little Kennel's not misbehaving. They love Anne Hathaway's old thatched cottage in Stratford-upon-Avon. Then off they head to London town. Their trip goes without a hitch. They stand beside the River Thames, admiring the famous Tower Bridge. But now the rain is falling steadily. Our brave explorers are getting drenched. Then Little House asks her wee best friend, Do you know how to bark in French? I think we'll get a boat to France, where a big house is called a chateau. The Eiffel Tower is just too magnifique. It's the icing on the cake, or sur le gâteau. But now it's time to end their tour and head home to Bonnie, Scotland, because now we're in December. There are lots of things they've got planned. The little house is quite excited as she fondly reminisces. She asks her friend, the little kennel, do you remember what we did last Christmas? We had such fun, little kennel says, so let's cook more delicious dishes. All our friends can visit us again. We can spend another joyful Christmas. What a great idea, says Little House. That is now top of my wish list. Let's send this card to all our family and friends to wish each of them a very Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, children. Well now, wasn't that a fun one? Who ever heard of a house that walked? <laughs> Our friend C.E. Ayres certainly has a vivid imagination. I think all of his stories have been really entertaining, and I'm sure grateful for his contributions. Okay, kids, it's time to wind up the show about now, but I was uh, hoping to hear from Stinky on that candy cane issue. Hello? Hiya, Bush. Stinky, what's the news? trying to tell you before, the supply chain problems affected our candy cane supply. And like I told you before, I trusted you to take care of it, did you? Uh, yeah, but I thought you'd like to know the details. Details? Oh, sure, sure. What do you got? Okay, well, first, there's a cargo seaplane on the coast, chock full of candy canes, but nobody available to offload and truck them in. And no trucks either, for that matter. Okay, and so? And so we are taking care of it now. Great. Are you using the B-Team reindeer? Yep, but the leather straps weren't strong enough to carry the candy canes, so we substituted some steel chains. Good, good. Safety is important. Luckily.
escalade the chains were already on the aircraft. But the crates the cargo were in were really heavy, so we had to rent cranes to lift them out and place them on the ground. Well, it's just one thing after another, ain't it? Just out of curiosity, how did the cranes get out to the seaplane? They're mounted on hydroplanes. Wow. What do they think of next? I know, I know. Crazy, right? Yep, but they got them out, and the reindeer are under me now. I'm just lighting up my report and wanted to pass it by you. Okay, shoot. Don't use that word. <sighs> Whoops. I mean, I mean, go ahead. So, the candy canes were obtained from the cargo plane with the floating cranes on hydroplanes and then gained utilizing chains retained on the plane. <laughs> what a pain. It's insane. It hurts my brain. Did any damage you sustain? The intactness of the cargo we did maintain. Well, I guess I can't complain. And show you another moment I won't detain. <laughs> well, kids, that's about all the time we have for this episode of Santa's Inbox. I hope you had a good time, because I sure did. I gotta get ready to make my trip now, so until next year, this is your old pal Santa Claus saying, don't wait for it to rain, dear. Don't wait for it to snow, man. And don't wait for Christmas, Cookie. Tell somebody you love them today. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas to all of you. You've been listening to episode four of Santa's Inbox, brought to you by Y'all Hall, the uniquely southern self-service truck rental. The poem Christmas at Sea by Robert Louis Stevenson was recited by Jamie McPherson. The song Tickles was written by C.E. Eyre and performed by Andy Brownlee. The story of A Little House Who Walked was written by C.E. Eyre and read by Jen Gray. The voice of Stinky the Elf was performed by Wilfo the Otter. The voice of Santa Claus was performed by Chris Kringle. Additional voices were provided by John Bell. Special thanks go out to Jen Gray. This is the final episode for this year, but Santa Claus will be back next year, starting the Friday after Thanksgiving or so. This is Buford Crank speaking, and this was a 63 audio production in association with the Mutual Audio Network, recorded, mixed, and mastered on location at the North Pole. Let the Sixty-three audio. This is mutual. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Battery, along with my associates, Arnie Country. I can introduce myself. Thank you very much. All right. Hi, I'm Arnie Country. That's it. That's it. And also, do you want me to introduce you, Brad? Well, of course, Mr. Bell. That's your job as host. Thank you, Brad. And I'd like to introduce Brad... Hold it. What? Here's your script. Script? <laughs> well, you gotta know what to say. All right. <clears throat> and introducing Brad Montworth, a salesman, incomparable public relations expert, and, of course, unrivaled attorney at law. No, come on, you know how to say it, Mr. Bell. Unrivaled attorney, attorney at, at law. law. Oh, Mr. Bell, you shouldn't say those things. You make me blush. Can I do my introduction over again? No, we're here for an important reason. Very important. Indeed. If you think you deserve significant financial compensation, call Brad Motworth, attorney, attorney at, at law. law. Oh, boy. At 555 No, 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 no. We're here to remind everybody to take steps to avoid the coronavirus. Yeah, don't catch it. 
because there's no one you can sue. Wash your hands thoroughly and keep social distancing. What? Social distancing. One more time. Stay about six feet away from everybody else. Right, very good. Oh, I gotta wash my hands thoroughly. I don't want to get me this corona. Ooh, keep your distance now. Socially. I want to keep feeling fine corona. Never gonna stop getting squirts from my Purell. I'm always gonna buy all the toilet paper that they sell. Bye, 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 bye. 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 Bye, Corona. Bye, Corona. Don't get no closer, huh? Beat it, huh? Far enough where I can't see your eyes, Corona. An illness history is not for me. Uh uh-uh. uh. Don't want to try your COVID on for size, Corona. Never gonna touch. Stay away. My epidermis never wants to be close to where that nasty germ is. Bye, 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 bye. Woo. Fly Corona! Pumpkin Pie Corona! Now wait a minute! Goodbye Corona! Good riddance!